Hello and welcome to the Fish on Ted podcast, where we talk about the business of hunting and fishing. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. We've got a really special guest. It's Alan Zarimba out of Florida, but Alan is a very unique character in the fishing industry in that he fishes for peacock bass all over the world. And so without stealing a lot of Alan's thunder, uh, Alan, are you there? Yes, I am. Terrific. Hey, welcome, Alan. How are you? I'm doing great. Terrific. Terrific. Hey, uh, tell us a little uh, introduction on you on how in the world you ever got into the peacock bass fishing business, because you've been doing this how long, 25 years now? Oh, no, I, I wish I could say that. I've been doing it for well over 30 years now. Wow. And I've uh, been lucky enough to uh, find a hobby that turned into a living, and, and uh, it's uh, really been a great trip for me. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, where did you start fishing for peacock bass? Peacock bass were first introduced into South Florida back in the uh, early to mid-80s, and okay. uh, it took off from there. I started off with just a plain guide in south florida and that yeah. happened in 1989 and we've moved on from there now we travel all over the world wow how many how many different uh, places have you gone to fish for uh, peacock bass oh i've probably fished now oh, about five or six different countries for them and uh, uh found the the biggest in colombia and brazil so it's been a really? great trip really now now peacock bass i mean you know that, that that's kind of a a specialty type fish. How big do they get, Alan? Well, the, the 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 story goes that there are some probably over thirty pounds, and I am quite sure there are. Uh -huh. And uh, but the, the world record is right now is twenty nine pounds, I believe four ounces, and uh, which is a big fish. And, and uh, they are they're they're huge. They're monsters. And they fight great. Wow. And those are primarily the the giants. They're they're found in South America. Is that where they're at? Yes, correct. We have them in Florida too, but ours are a smaller strain. Yeah. Uh, the ones in South America, uh, Brazil, Venezuela, and Colombia are—they produce the biggest peacocks of the world. Really? Now, how big are? I'm just curious. How big are the peacocks you catch in Florida? In Florida, to find one over ten pounds is extremely rare. So, uh -huh. and, and and in Colombia, uh, there you'll you'll catch a ten pounder every day. Really? No kidding. No kidding. So, so you know, as a kid growing up, and I, you and I are about the same age, uh, you know, I, I'd look through all of the wildlife magazines and outdoor life, and every once in a while, you'd run on a uh, onto a article about fishing for peacock bass somewhere, and I always had that on my bucket list. I mean, just as a you know, it, it, something that's very exotic to do. I'm I'm a big fisherman and would love to do that sometime. Um, but my, my question to you is then, you know, what, what's the temperament of a, of a peacock bass? Uh, my understanding is they fight pretty good, don't they? They do a little bit of everything. Uh, their fights are not what I would call like a bone fish, like a uh, fish that's going to run a hundred yards off. They have strong, extreme runs. Uh, they jump, they'll come six feet out of the water. Sometimes, uh, oh, you might get three, four five jumps during a fight, just depending on the fish. Uh, they're beautiful. Uh, they, you can't get a fish that you're going to take a prettier picture with. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter how unpretty we are, maybe, but they're going to make it look good. So they're, yeah. they're just a great fish, and they've got the red eye, which is what 
captivated me right off the bat. Oh, no kidding. Sort of like a, a smallmouth bass then. Uh, they probably would be a version of that. Uh, they, they are just mean as can be. They have a very strong attitude and, uh, -huh. uh they're extremely aggressive and they're great for topwater fishing. If you love to topwater fish, they are probably one of the best topwater strikes you're going to get anywhere. I was going to ask you about that. If you pick them up on, on topwater or, you know, on the bottom, that, but that is our favorite way to catch them is on topwater. Uh, sometimes there's days like any fish you have to go below and use, diving baits or jigs or something like that. But our favorite way is to target them is on the top water. And it's, we use baits that are anywhere from four to seven inches long with big props on the back that make lots of noise. And the wow. fish, are, the fish just hit it viciously. Really? Now, now can you pick, uh, you, can you pick uh, peacock bass up on, on fly gear also? Fly rods do excellent when the mood is right. I'm not going to say it's perfect all the time. Some places, mm -hmm are better for fly fishing than other places. Yeah. Uh, there is a potential to catch a world record on, on, uh, on peacock bass in Colombia where we fish all the time. And that's, that's, how, that's why we're going there so much. It's a big fish fishery and they will come up and hit poppers. Uh, yeah. Streamers are probably the best on a fly though, which is just below the surface. Sure, sure, I'll be darned. Now, now you, you, you've been mentioning Colombia quite a bit during our conversation here. And I know that you spend a lot of time down in Colombia um, is there a particular lodge or a, a camp that you go to down there? I, I work with one that is called Las Lagunas. Uh, it is by far one of the best places you can go. The food is great. The people that serve you are great. They are customer-oriented people. Uh, we are in a private reserve. There's nobody else in these areas fishing. We have permission from the government, and we have permission from the Indians, the local Indians in the areas. And uh, it, it's just a phenomenal fishery. And it's got some of the biggest peacocks I've seen anywhere. I don't care whether it's Brazil, Colombia, Venezuela, this place has huge fish. Really, really. And how many fish are, do you pick up a day there on, on well, Indian? That will vary. You, there are mm -hmm. schooling fish uh, of a smaller strain that will be there, butterflies, uh, which are called butterflies, have rosettes on their side. They're also beautiful fish. They don't get as big. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you want to target them, you can, and that will pick your numbers up. So you can figure on catching anywhere from 10 to 50 fish a day. It just depends wow. on how you want to target these fish. And, and the, you know, the bigger fish, if you go for the bigger fish, you tend to catch smaller numbers. Right, right. Well, that makes sense. So <clears throat> to get the Lost Lagunas, you go into what, Bogota? Is that right? We fly into Bogota, and they put us up in a room, a very nice hotel. We get our own room, singles. It's single mm -hmm. occupancy all the way through on this trip. You uh, at the camp, they have uh, 10 by 20 rooms for us. Uh, they they don't have air conditioning, but the, the the nights go down into the upper 60s, and with a fan, it is more than cool enough at night. The days are on the warm side. You're, you're looking at 90, 95 degrees. Occasionally mm -hmm. a little bit hotter. Occasionally a little bit cooler. Just depends on cloud cover. But right. but uh, it it's a, a beautiful place. It's a, a setting that's. Uh, we have granite hills around us. We're actually on a granite hill where we have the camp at, and uh, it's it's everything is clean. They wash your clothes for you on a daily basis, and and then the food they will they go out of their way to make sure we have the best food around. I don't think any place down there can match it. Really, really, and and uh, you're on a you're on a river down there. Is that right? Well, yeah, we're on a smaller river that feeds into a main river. And uh, it's kind of in a lagoon, 
and mm-hmm. we're off the beaten path. You can't see it from the main river. Uh, you have to work your way up in this other river, and uh, it's a it's a um, it's, we're about we fly from Bogota to to Porta Inanidia, which is a little town uh, out out in the southeastern part of uh, Colombia, and then we mm-hmm. take a three hour boat ride up through some rapids. And there we, we get to the camp, and uh, that's, that's why there's not very many people out there. There's a couple of small Indian villages that we go by on the way there. Yeah. I, w- I was going to ask you if you had any other camps or lodges or anything like that that are around? Not in our vicinity, no. There, there's none on this section of the river. Uh, if you go down the river from, from uh, uh, the, the town of Inanidia, uh, yeah. If you go down that way, you'll find there is another camp further up that way, and there's, they're a little bit more rustic and a little bit more remote. And, and mm-hmm. the, I shouldn't say they're remote; they're more rustic. Uh, uh-huh. It's it's all accessible. Uh, they, these rivers eventually feed into a river called the Orinoco, and uh, which goes into Venezuela eventually as well. But uh, mm-hmm. it's it's just a beautiful area, and there's very little. You don't see other people out there fishing. Really. Just doesn't really? happen. Other than maybe some of the locals, if you go up to the rapids, and we also catch another fish there, which over 20 pounds we get them is uh, Pyara, which is a uh, also referred to as a Dracula fish. Oh yeah. Oh no kidding. Holy smokes. So so how many people uh, does Las Lagunas uh, cater to each week then? It takes six to eight people, okay. and uh, they they generally don't like to go more than that. They can do a little bit of juggling if if we go. You know, if somebody comes in with a uh, a son or, you know, somebody that are staying in the same room, they can mm-hmm. do a little bit more, but they try to keep it six to eight people. They like a smaller camp. I like a smaller camp. Yeah. It means they can customize it better. And then they have boats for you and guides and that sort of thing? They, they've got very stable boats. Some of the traditional boats that I found in, in Brazil are basically glorified John boats that are, that are very tippy. These boats, they have steel boats here, and these boats allow them to go up and down the river uh, the main river has many rocks in it, and aluminum boats get tore up very easily. So they actually have seal boats that oh, uh, are very stable, much more stable than the John boats. Uh huh. I'll be darn. I'll be darn. And and you, not only do you get a fish, but you see wildlife and that sort of thing. Wildlife is somewhat limited for whatever reason. We don't see a lot of of that there, and it's basically because the water levels during the rainy season, like uh, you know the months when you get to, if you go there in August. That water will be up almost 40 feet above where it is when we're there fishing in December, January, February in those months. Did you say 40 feet above? Yes, yes, Holy I did. Really? <laughs> and no. I've been there. I've been there early in the season in October, and I've seen how high it is. It's actually up into the camp, uh, and and uh, by the time I come there in December, uh, the water has dropped 20 feet by then. Wow, really? So it's no major, kidding. major differences. And these are vast, huge areas, really big. Yeah, yeah, I'll be darned. And, and you know, when, when we talk about South America and that sort of thing, the Amazon, you know, uh, people uh, think about bugs and, and uh, getting inoculations and that sort of thing. What, what do people have to do before they get to the camp? prepare for that. Well, I know if you go to the U.S. government website, they're going to recommend everything. Uh, The only thing that's probably strongly recommended there is is a yellow fever shot. Uh, Uh But but as far as bugs go, uh, there's hardly any bugs there during the dry season. If you were to go there during the rainy season, then you'll find bugs. But Mm -hmm. the water is very acidic, and because that, mosquitoes can't grow. And and during the dry season, as the water's dropped, there's just no water for the mosquitoes to grow. So we don't see mosquitoes out there. It's very rare to see any bugs. You might see a few flies, a few horse flies, 
and maybe a few like deer flies, but but uh, you don't, there's not that many. In, in the main river, there's hardly any at all. Right. Oh, okay. Wow. I, I, that's, uh, uh, that surprises me a little bit. So let, let's talk about the fishing itself. I mean, are, are you uh, typically fishing the shallows of the, of the river or where, uh, where are you targeting? Well, there, it depends on the water levels. The higher the water levels are, the more you end up fishing into the back areas. If the water right. levels have dropped a lot, which they do as the season goes on, they drop a, a whole lot. And then you end up fishing more of the main rivers than, or, or the main open areas. Uh, uh -huh. It also depends on what the fish have been doing. If the fish have been spawning and have, have reproduced, uh, they tend not to be in the very shallow areas. They tend to be moved out into the more middle areas. But, uh -huh. uh, and, that's when we, and that's where the bigger fish are usually caught, is in the big middle areas, not so much up against the edges. There are times you'll see them coming in, rushing on, on the bait fish, and then they'll be coming in shallow. But other than that, they tend to hang more out in the deeper water. Oh, really? Oh, no kidding. Now, and when you talk about deeper water, how, how deep is it? Well, that varies a lot, and again, it comes down to the water levels. If you're there in November or December, the water the water levels are a bit higher, and uh, then then you will find yourself fishing more into the wooded areas, and you yeah. get back into some some lagoons that you can't access when the water levels drop lower. And mm -hmm. as the water levels drop lower, then we tend to fish more in the main river, and we'll be fishing the rocks because there's there's huge granite rocks throughout this river, and uh -huh. the fish will hang on the backside of these rocks into the eddy areas and there's some really big fish there that do that they're difficult to catch because they'll mm -hmm. rake your line across the rocks and that granite rocks will cut even the strongest line i mean oh, it could no. be it could be a hundred pound test braided line and it can still get cut because they'll, really? they'll rake it across it but that's really? that's the gamble you take and that's a trade-off yeah yeah so true so true i'll be darned gosh that sounds like a whole lot of fun um i'm sure you've got a you know plethora of different stories and that sort of thing that you can tell over your 30 years. But is there a story out there that, that's more memorable than others uh, or um, would be of interest to our audience to, to share with them today? Well, after doing well over probably, I'm probably up to somewhere around 150 trips into the Amazon between Brazil and Colombia and Venezuela. Uh -huh. um, it, it, it's, it's, I don't know that I have a particular single story as far as that goes i know that i've had my heart broken many times there and that's when these big fish hit your lures come out of nowhere i've had them so i guess one of the ones I, I always remember is bringing a lure in right to the boat and having a, a huge peacock over 20 pounds blow up on your lure right there and absolutely soak you down really? i mean it, 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 it's it's amazing how fast they can come in they come out of nowhere uh i've seen many many of these strikes and, uh, of course, taking many of my clients down there over the years, I've had a lot of fun fishing with them, watching them have the same experiences as, as me. Uh, I've had a lot of chances to take great shots of them jumping. These fish really like to get acrobatic at times. And, and when you get a 20-pound-plus fish coming out of the water uh, with a big lure in its mouth, uh, and you watch them shaking their head, it's just amazing. So oh, yeah. I don't know that I have a particular story to tell you, but, but wow. it, it's just as exciting as it gets. And I, I was bit many years ago with the peacocks of Florida, which led me to the peacocks of Venezuela, which led me to Brazil, and now it's led me to Colombia. And I found Colombia to be more untouched, less people have fished these areas uh, in, in quite a few years, as Colombia used to have problems. Now Colombia has come a long way and straightened up a lot of their problems. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a beautiful place to go, very safe. Right, right. Yeah, I've got a number of friends that, uh, that uh, have lived or come from Bogota, 
And they're saying mm -hmm. exactly the same thing that, you know, a number of years back, it probably wasn't the most desirable of locations uh, to, you know, to, to go into, but now it's, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it's very placid and, and uh, the people are very inviting and, and it seems like a great place to go hang out for a week or two. Absolutely is. And I recommend to a lot of the people that go on these trips to go in a day early and take a tour of Bogota because it's a beautiful, beautiful city. And it's mm -hmm. clean. It's not. It's not like what you would expect. Uh, right. I've been in some other countries where where the the, the cities aren't exactly so clean, uh, but this place is green. It's beautiful. The people are very friendly. Great restaurants all through it. So it's worth it to go there a day or two early just to to visit and see what goes on around there. And they offer lots mm -hmm. of tours tours there. And there's tourism is very big in Bogota. Very big. Mm -hmm. Now, how how long of a plane flight is it? from Bogota to where you get dropped off to go on that three-hour boat ride? Uh, it, it's a one-hour. We, we fly. That's actually a jet airline or a jet plane that takes us to, to uh, Puerto Inanidia, and uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it takes right at one hour to get there. So I'm not sure how many miles that is exactly, but it's probably in the three to 400-mile range from Bogota, someplace, okay. someplace in that, that area. And uh, of course, the, the boat ride, it's not that it's that far away, maybe, from the town. It's just the rivers don't go completely straight. Uh, you're mm -hmm. probably, we're probably about 50 miles uh, up the river uh, right. from, from that town. So it's, it's right. uh, and it is a town. It's not a huge place. So it's, it's got one strip there. They have to, they have no lights on the strip. It is a regular airport, but they have no lights. So all the planes have to come in during the day oh, and fly no. out during the day. No kidding. I'll be darned. Yep. I mean, and and some of our listeners may you know uh, uh, may want to know about you know medical facilities and that sort of thing is, is that's all available I would imagine in Bogota right if something well uh, there are in Bogota there's there's some in uh, Puerto Inidia though it is on a smaller basis right uh, there's even some villages that have uh, little offices there so oh. there is there is some some spots there but it's nothing I you know it's not it's not like being in in the United States as far as that goes right. out there cuz it is very remote there's no road that goes mm -hmm. out there this is all mm -hmm. you either get there by boat or you get there by plane there's no other way to get there right so if you get a if you get a hook in your cheek uh you might be looking at a 3 hour boat ride to go get it removed yes Yes. Okay. Well, we're pretty we're pretty creative out there. So. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm well, I did. I spent a lot of time in Alaska in the outback. Of. Uh, Similar. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Same sort of thing. And it's uh, if you're an adventurous fisherman, it's probably no different than going to Alaska or Canada. If you're from the U.S., it's just you know you're 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 in a remote area, and that makes sense. Yeah, it's very similar. Very similar yes. to that. Yeah. So so the 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 camp itself. Um, there are, if, if you look at the website, there are individual cabins that everybody yes. gets. And then there's a eating facility. It looks like a dining room, outdoor type the, uh, eating facility. And yeah, uh, with an overhang, of course, it's all covered mm -hmm. up and, it, uh -huh. and it's, uh, uh, they have a grill there. They, 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 um, it's, it's not, you know, the Taj Mahal, but, right. but it is, it is, uh, a, w a well set up. And they are very good at accommodating what our needs are. I've had people go in there and, you know, they can't eat certain foods and, and uh, they accommodate or they don't like certain foods a certain way. And they will cook it your way. I mean, mm -hmm. there's breakfast. There's, we come back for lunch pretty much every day unless you want to stay out all day. But right. um, as I've gotten a little bit older, I kind of like coming in for that little break. And I found to go back out and I'm rejuvenated again. And, and uh, 
uh, go about my fishing again for the afternoons. So, so what is a typical day? I mean, what time in the morning are you up? Uh, just kind of go through a, a, a typical the, the, the sun is up very early there. So we're actually getting up about 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we eat breakfast about 5.30. We are on mm -hmm. the water by 6. Oh. Uh, and and uh, we fish till about 11.30 noontime. Come in, mm -hmm. maybe uh, eat lunch about uh, 12.30. Uh, lay down, maybe take a little nap for an hour, get up, and then mm -hmm. go out and fish the afternoon, and it's dark by 6. So mm -hmm. it, it, that's how the day pretty much breaks up. I and mean, we're usually in just a little bit before dark. You know, right. Unless you're fishing really good, I've seen people press a little bit further. And there are some other fishing you can go there. You can go catch some catfish and that bit stuff, you know, if you'd like to do that. Most of the people that go to this Lost Lagunas are going there for big fish, and that's just what mm -hmm. that place is all about. So mm -hmm. it, it, if you like to shot at getting some really big peacock bass, this to me is the ultimate place. And I fish many places throughout the Amazon now. And it, this, they, this place offers lots of big fish. Wow. And, and in regards to uh, taxidermy and that, and that sort of thing, is that all done by the, the photos? It's all catch and release? Everything is catch and release here. Uh, they, they might keep, if a fish gets injured, they might keep one to eat. Uh, mm -hmm. we've, we've, uh, made some agreements with the Indians, not to, uh, the people, the, the local people that live there, not to try to, to target these fish to eat though. Yeah. In all honesty, peacock bass are not their favorite fish. So uh, it's not what they really want to go after anyway. They've got their own special fish that they like to eat the most. And actually Pyara uh -huh. hit that list. They like Pyara there quite a bit. But, uh, the peacocks, you know, and we will eat some and they are delicious. I mean, there's some different ways to, to catch them and eat them and, and, and that bit, but, but we try to do almost 95% catch and release now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, do you, have, do you have many couples that come to the camp? Alex? It's a great place to bring, if you're, as long as your wife likes to fish some, it, uh -huh. it's, it's a great place. There's also some other things you can do there. There's, there's these granite hills. Uh, there's a couple of them are very famous. I can't even quite pronounce their name properly, but, but uh, they're quite famous, and people will actually go to climb some of them. So uh -huh. if you like to be a, a, a hill climber, that opportunity is there. There's there's some exploring you can do there. You can go. The villagers are very nice to us when we go there. Uh, some of the people have gone there for just a visit, you know, for a couple hours, uh, mm -hmm. to see how they they live their life there. And it's it's a different life out there. Mm -hmm. it's, they don't have all the conveniences that we have in right. in the states here. So it's it's a it's a great thing to go see and see how other people can actually make it and be quite happy and content. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 it amazes me, you know, all the, you know, how, how people can adapt in different environments. And like you, I've done some traveling in my life and, and that's really a neat experience to go see how, you know, how people live their life. I mean, it, it, uh, it, it can be much different than what we're used to. And it's not as bad as we make it sometimes or think it is. It's, so it's, uh, it, <laughs> these people are very happy out there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I would be too if you had 30-pound fish in the river and uh, <laughs> not much pressure. What a deal, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it, we, like I said, we're the only ones out there fishing. And that's why I think the topwater bite there uh, can be so successful. You know, that, uh -huh. I've fished many times in Brazil, and I'm, I'm convinced that some of those fish somehow are getting what I like to call educated. You know, and it's <laughs> just because uh, there's a lot of boats out there fishing. Brazilians love to fish too. So, you know, yeah. that, that place has become very busy. Yeah, yeah, I'll be darned. I'll, I'll be darned. So, um, and and you uh, you fished all through. It sounds like South America and that sort of thing. What makes Las Lagunas so unique? 
Well, obviously, big peacock bass. I've fished all. I've probably fished. I don't know, 100 plus different rivers throughout the yeah. Amazon between Brazil, Venezuela, and Colombia. And and what I've noticed here, it's just the average fish tends to be larger here. And mm-hmm. and there's there's a chance of of hooking a 20 pound plus fish every day if you put the work in. It is going to right. take some work. It's not the easiest to do. Right. But if you you know enjoy watching these fish crash these lures. This is the place to go, and, and you don't have to be. I've had people uh, up to 92 years old fishing here, so wow. it, it can be done. You know, by by you know, of course, the health your health has a lot to do with it, and, and sure. how you've uh, come along. But but uh, uh, the accommodations here are nice enough for somebody older that as long as they can get around a little bit. Uh, these people are very helpful. They're going to make sure mm-hmm. you get on the boat, and, and that everything is set in order. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's and of course I help people set up their boats. They're set up their, their fishing lures and, and uh, their rods and reels and what to bring. There is some stuff there at the camp, but but uh, you do need to bring some of your own stuff, and it's just yeah. too far to go away and, and not have the right stuff. Uh, there right. is no Walmart around the corner. There is no Bass Pro Shops around the corner, no Cabela's. So you, we do have to bring some of this stuff in. So mm-hmm. I, I go over that in detail with people. Oh, very good. So if uh, somebody wants to contact you to find out more about the uh, uh, coming and fishing at Las Lagunas in Colombia. How do they do that? Well, the best way is to call me uh, almost always. I have a 800 number or 800 style number. It's 877-966-2275. Uh, mm-hmm. Or they can call 954-966-2275. Uh, that's my business line. And uh, if they're interested, they can leave me a message. If I'm not there, uh, my wife helps me with the bookings. And Perfect. I have a son that also helps me too. So uh-huh. uh, between us, the three of us, uh, we're we're going to help you get started. And uh, I'll explain all the logistics and everything that's involved. Wow, terrific, terrific. And and then it, it it sounds like you do a lot of local fishing in Florida, where you're from, also for peacock bass. So if somebody's looking for something more domestic, huh? Yeah, I, and I, I'm happy to take them out here too. And I've got a mm-hmm. couple of guides that help me when I can't. Uh, get it to everybody because that does happen, especially during the busy months of November through through uh, May. Uh, uh-huh. It's 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 tougher. That's my busy season here. Uh, though I'm doing quite a bit of traveling at time of the year too now, uh, with the Colombia trips and uh, occasionally to Brazil too. But mainly Colombia. I've really fallen in love with this Las Lagunas and and uh, its accommodations and and the service and everything is is uh, not second to anybody. They're going to take care of you. Wow. Sounds like heaven, man. How many how many weeks a year do you spend out there now? Uh, I in, in Colombia, I probably spend about five weeks a year in Colombia uh, mm-hmm. on trips that I go on. Of course, we set up trips from the end of November through through um, March. Uh, uh-huh. You can fish that. Those are all the fishing times. You could sometimes go a little bit earlier, and it might work out really well. But it is in question at that point. So I try not to sell trips too much earlier than what we're talking about. Right and, and uh, keep it at that. But I mean, if you like to be adventurous, uh, when the waters are higher, you can actually go further away and up the rivers further into other lagoons that you can't access when the waters come down. So okay. sometimes there is opportunity then to do it that way as well. Right. And and as I uh, recall, we're recording this in 2019. You have mm-hmm. a special going on now in the what the first few weeks of December. Of the first few weeks of December, they're they're giving a five hundred dollars off. Uh, per person, so wow. instead of forty six fifty, it's forty one fifty, and uh-huh. uh, it's a it's a great chance to see the place a little bit cheaper. They don't cut any any services back. Uh, it, it's December's just not known for 
fishing there in this particular area, but but uh, it can be. I've caught very big fish in December there. I've caught them up to 24 pounds in December there. So wow. there's big fish to be caught. It's just a, it's the same thing. The only problem is the water will be a little bit higher. But for yeah. whatever reason, I, I've even caught fish there in October. Really? And you know, when the waters are much higher. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just a great fishing place. It's yeah. a great place to go. So $4,100 per fisherman in December. I mean, that, yeah, that's 4150 Yes, 4150 Yeah, that, that is a great deal. That is a great it, deal. And that's five full days of fishing. There's usually a half a day uh, before you go back on the last, last morning. And mm-hmm. uh, that includes all your, all your hotel stays in Bogota, the two, which are two stays. And, uh, and, and then, of course, the nights in, at the camp. And that's right. all your food. Uh, it's not in Bogota, the food's not included in Bogota, but you'll mm-hmm. want to go see these restaurants. It's yeah. a great place to, they've got tons of restaurants there and some really good food. I'll be darned. And then of course they, uh, they have to get from wherever they're coming from to Bogota and that's not included in the 4,100. That's, that's not included in it, but you know, it's funny. I didn't realize how many people fly to Bogota cause there's probably seven or eight different airlines that go directly into Bogota from, really? Miami, from Fort Lauderdale, from Orlando, uh, from Atlanta. Uh, there's there's direct many direct flights that go in there, and the prices are much cheaper than going into Brazil. You can actually get a ticket out of Fort Lauderdale or Miami for three hundred dollars if you look close enough for three hundred dollars for a round trip trip of uh, ticket, which is very cheap. Really, that is that is very inexpensive. I, I would have yeah, you'll in triple or four no, times. I think, it, it's a three and a half hour plane ride from Fort Lauderdale or Miami to uh, Bogota. And, you know, right. like if you go to Manaus in Brazil, that's a five hour plane ride. So right. it is a longer flight. I and mean, Manaus only has one direct flight a day. And, you know, and, and just amazed me how, how busy Bogota Airport is. No kidding. I would have never guessed that. I would have hmm. never guessed that. But that's cool. Well, well, Alan, do you have anything to share as sort of as parting comments to our discussion today? No, uh, other than maybe that, you know, what people don't realize is, is Columbia has come a long ways in, in, from where they were back in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Uh, the mm-hmm. government has done a lot to, to clean everything up. Uh, the place is very clean. It's a beautiful place to go to. The people are very friendly. And it's just a great tourist attraction there. The whole place is. There's much mm-hmm. there to see. And mm-hmm. the fishing, to me, uh, is that I've, I've fished many big fish rivers in Brazil. This place easily matches those those places easily and it gets less pressure so i I think you have a better chance of actually catching a a bigger fish the last two years there we've run trips we've caught peacock bass up to 29 pounds and there was a a 28 pounder caught last year as well and these are my clients that have caught these and i i would love to turn many other people onto it so they get a shot to get these big fish too oh gosh it'd be great to to, uh, plug one over 30 pounds wouldn't it I mean, that, <laughs> I believe that if you're going to get one, that's one of the places to get them for sure. Yeah. Well, awesome. Hey, one more time, give us sir, your contact information and how people can reach you. And, and, uh, well, there's a couple uh, of ways to it. You can get me on the phone. The phone is nine, five, four, nine, six, six, two, two, seven, five, or eight, seven, seven, nine, six, six, two, two, seven, five. Or they could email me as well at S F L Peacock P E A C O C K at AOL.com. Right, right. And your, your website is uh, giantpeacockbass.com, right? Giantpeacockbass.com. You can't beat it. Awesome, awesome. 
Alan, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking with you. And uh, I'm, I'm certain you've gotten uh, a number of people really excited about maybe talking to you about uh, coming down and fishing peacock bass. They will not be disappointed. <laughs> Thanks again, Alan.